Hey, it's Seto Kaiba, and you're watching Anime Egotists. I don't know why these guys don't know how to duel, unless they learn from Yugi, who cheats, or maybe Joey, who's a dog. Oh, why don't you have some more jelly donuts, like Brock, and maybe you'll get better. Hmm? Not. Oh, and <laughs> I play my blue eyes white dragon and kick your butts. <laughs> and welcome back to the anime egotists, where honestly, they wouldn't let us into Duel Academy. No, we're too good, obviously. Yeah, that's it. Anyways, my name's Alex, and none of you would, will beat me in the new Tenkaichi game. None of you. None of you. Yeah, I already know I don't stand a chance. And I'm Richard. <sighs> I, mean, I kind of wish we were talking about that game today, but we're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! today, which is honestly not a bad thing. We've talked about our favorite archetypes, some of our favorite characters, some of the arcs. We talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! a lot. Yeah, I think it's probably our second or third most talked about series. It's either it or Naruto we talk about the second most a lot of times. That is correct. And when it comes to archetypes, we've talked about our favorites. We've talked once or twice about ones that we don't necessarily like. But some of you have heard me before. I don't always want to go with what's popular or what everybody uses, because that gets kind of boring. So in a way, we kind of just decided if we were given the reins for our own archetype or our own sort of deck, whether we're in the anime or not, that kind of, that part doesn't matter as much. Just how would we do it? What cards would be in it? Exactly. And just kind of ran with that idea, trying to pull effects and stuff and decide how we wanted these monsters to be. And I think I'm interested to see what yours are. I know you know what uh, archetype mine are being beast, but I don't know yours actually at all, as far as I remember. I, we, I guess we were going to get into that app, but you already said Beast. But anyways, if you guys have ever wanted to create your own archetype, I can't imagine a lot of people do, but just put it in the comments and let us know. But since you already spoiled it, do you want to just go ahead and start? Alright, so... The one I created was a archetype I'm calling Of The Pack, and it's based on a wolf pack. Of course it is. <laughs> so it's uh, all the monsters are beast type is what I've created. And uh, they're all pretty much dark monsters. Uh, that's about where I started from and just started kind of using the basic structure of a wolf pack and uh, just some other ideas I had to kind of based on other archetypes that use just kind of generic terms to come up with some of the monsters. I'll go into more detail once I know a bit more about yours as well. All right. Well, I decided to label mine the Draco Bandits. Okay. They're basically, I guess I even came up with a backstory because Master Duel, say what you want about Master Duels, they give backstories to a lot of the different deck types, and I actually like that. But my, the Draco Bandits were just a bunch of ordinary mythical dragons who were attacked by the Archfiends and a lot of them did not survive. But the handful that did realize they can't use their mythical powers as dragons anymore. So they go into hiding and basically become, well, bandits using very, what's the term? Very basic artillery, very low tech stuff. So kind of like bows and arrows and stuff like that? 
something like that. Okay. So I guess, uh, how do you want to start? Do you want to do like um, kind of the, some of the base monsters and save the aces for the end? Sure, why not? Okay. So I kind of pulled um, some of my base monsters again. We're based on the structure of a wolf pack and a, um, again, kind of the generic terms that a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh archetypes use. So I've got like a normal monster, soldier and defender. They're kind of your just typical, a lot of these, are, a lot of archetypes end up having something like soldier or defender. Uh, soldier is a four-star normal monster with 1,500 attack, 1,300 defense, defender, is 12,000 attack, 2,000 defense, kind of the standard um, just big defense monster. I also have, uh, for kind of my lower level ones, the Omega, Delta, and Beta are uh, kind of ranks in packs. Um, Omega's normal monster, uh, 1,800 attack, 800 defense. Uh, Delta's actually my first effect monster. It uses, um, it has 1,400 attack, 2,100 defense. If it's in face-up defense position and another member of the pack monster is on the field, it can attack using its defense stat. Um, as for beta, it has 1,900 attack, 1,700 defense. Um, and when it's on the field, um, it can only be targeted by monsters for attack. And so those are kind of my base. Nothing too special, but goods kind of round out my uh, base monsters. Yeah, I don't have any normal monsters now that I'm looking at it. <laughs> Especially now that I get older and I'm like, wow, normal monsters are, um, they're, they're, uh, they can be useful, but nobody uses them anymore. Well, I, a lot of my monsters are, again, have we'll have effects later on when I get up to the higher ranks, but I have, uh, again, all of these, and I'm specifically saying this are four star or four level monsters. So based on, I forgot how, which one is the correct term. I use level. Other people use rank and I tell them you're wrong. No, it's level. It's so, level. We're not doing that. We're not doing that Zexel stuff in here. <laughs> but all right. So what are kind of your base monsters? Okay, when I researched this, I kind of based it off different dragons, and I kind of went into, like, the lore of stuff. Like, there's there's Raiju, which is apparently a thunder, a thunder type of card. It's, it's, it can attack a It can change the battle position of one monster on the field, and if it attacks a monster in defense mode, it's automatically destroyed. But its attack and defense are ridiculously low. Okay. There's Orochi, which is apparently a multi-headed dragon, but I just decided to, let's just do three or four, but all of the heads have something wrong with them. Like, one of them has its eyes covered, like something's wrong, one of them's missing a horn, the other has a burn mark on its neck, and it can be special summoned, even though it has high attack, and it's a level, four, it's a level five monster, but it can't attack the turn it's summoned. I think probably my favorite one might be Draco Bandit Komodo, which is if it's destroyed by battle, it equips itself to an its opponent's monster. And that after every turn, that opponent's monster loses attack and defense points. 
Because I had it using poison daggers as a weapon, so the poison just does that. Interesting. I don't know. A lot of my cards, in my opinion, I didn't want to do, it just destroys everything. I had it as, as once you destroy them, then their effects kick in, or in the sense of, of they slowly do damage over the course of the game, because I, I, I just wanted to make it different. Okay, I can understand that. I, I, I kind of went back because I know I think some of mine I created originally were a little overpowered, so I did adjust some of them uh, to make them a bit more balanced myself. So but they were more realistic than what I had originally put. Yeah, if anything, I'm far more interested in the spell and trap cards because I kept because I was creating too many of those, admittedly. I've got a good number as well, but I think do you want to do those and? save literally the like our kind of ace or stronger monsters for the end oh definitely okay okay i have okay just a heads up all of the names of these cards are terrible oh and that's kind of the point because some of these monsters are supposed to be terrifying while some of them are kind of goofy with everything going on there's draco rang which is it's it's a boomerang it's a boomerang it's just a giant boomerang hmm. okay and if i send it to and if a mo if I reveal a card in my hand, a Draco Bandit in my hand, and I can return it to, I can return one in the graveyard to, to the hand. Like you throw a boomerang, it comes back eventually. Okay, yeah. I mean, never would I throw them. I never figured out how to make those things work. A lot of the cheap ones just aren't built to actually do anything. So yeah. Also, I learned a new word while I was doing this research. Okay. Trebuchet. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I didn't learn a lot in school. Well, Richard, you, you, I didn't learn a lot of this stuff. I mean, it's a lot of, like, I thought you played a lot of the Assassin's Creed because I'm pretty sure they'd mention it in several of them. What makes you think I pay attention to the story in Assassin's Creed games? I mean, it's usually right before they do, like, an assault on something, so At that's why. Well, after Ezio, everything kind of just falls apart for me. I can understand that. Yeah, but I can send a send the monster to the graveyard or, or from my deck, and its level, based on its level, it damages my opponent. Hmm. But I also added some wholesome ones, like the you know a ballad, correct? Yeah, a ballad. It's basically the salt on heat gives my dragons power, or and they can't be destroyed. That's the first one, and I had to name the second one. Bandit's Ballad 2, Electric Boogaloo. I can almost see that being a thing. Yeah, but once it's... It basically does the same thing, but once it's in the graveyard, you can remove it from play and add another spell or trap card to your hand, but it can't be either of the ballad cards, because what once you hear... once you, I, I want to make sure those two cards in particular, it's just like, once you use them, you can't just keep bringing them back compared to all the others. Okay. And then there's the fusion ones where it's like, oh, I can bring out a fusion monster. But we're not talking about fusion monsters yet. Okay. So uh, so my kind of spell cards that I came up with, I've got quite a few. But the one I kind of like the most is actually the field spell I created for this called Lunar Cycle. Okay. Uh, so um, each card has uh, different effects. There's three of them in total. Um, and you have to play them in a specific order. Uh, first, you start with New Moon. You play 500 life points to activate it. 
this allows the user to, instead of their normal draw, they can add two cards with of the pack in the name uh, or the description from your deck to your hand instead. Okay. Um, then you have to play the half moon of the lunar cycle. Um, in addition to keeping the original effect, uh, you get um, once per turn, you can select a banished or uh, card in your graveyard with of the pack in the name or description. And uh, let me see, what did I say? Of the pack in the description and add it to your and re add it to your deck. So it's not terribly overpowered. You just, but it allows you to take a card that you may have lost in battle or already used if you want it again and put it back in your uh, deck for another chance. And then the final one is Full Moon. Um, again, another 500 life points to activate this one. Um, you get the effects of both uh, half, uh, New Moon and Half Moon upon activation. And uh, all of the pack monsters gain 300 in attack and defense, and uh, spell and trap cards with of the pack in the description cannot be negated. Good lord. It reminds me... Oh. Sorry, go ahead. You were about to say something. Yeah, I was going to say, they do have a lot of power, but you do have to give up... To get all the effects of all these cards, you have to give up uh, 1,500 life points just to get to uh, full moon. There is no way of getting around that in this it, deck. As of it before. reminds me of... What's his name from from GX? Abydos, when he would use the first sarcophagus, the second sarcophagus. Except this actually sounds fun to use. That deck was... <laughs> It it was he he wasn't he wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. I actually created a good number of spells. I just realized because I have. Good. No, no. I was gonna say <laughs> yeah. Good, sure. Go ahead. Well, the next one is I kind of created a almost Swords of Revealing Light card called uh, Hidden Den of the Pack. Uh, for it only lasts two turns, but it prevents opponent from uh targeting any of the pack monsters for those times. So if you uh, do have another monster in this deck that isn't of the pack, you can still target those, but of the pack monsters can't be targeted by any attack or card effects. Okay. Um, the next one is uh, Hierarchy of the Pack, or Pack hi Sorry, I called it Pack Hierarchy. Um, it allows you to special summon uh, two of the pack monsters with... Specifically with the name Defender, Soldier, Cub, Omega, Delta, or Beta. So any of the lower level ones, you can just special summon all with that card. I, I'm glad it's the lower level monsters, because I would have yeah. had to call you out on that. Yeah, no, I, I specifically put which one's in there. And the final spell card is an equip spell card called Rage of the Pack. I kind of based this... The idea came from Rabies, actually, which is kind of sad. But... Um... This is an equip spell card. It doubles the attack of the monster that it's attached to, but during the end phase, the turn this was activated, you destroy the monster, uh, this card and the monster it was attached to. So it's kind of a, I need something to get something big off your field. I would play this card, sacrificing one of my monsters, but uh, hopefully destroying yours in the process before I lose mine. Yeah, it seems like yours is, might be a little bit on the tricky side, but at the same time, though, there is something to that, especially since turns seem to last like eight hours nowadays. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I, again, I don't know. 
there's so many of these things like I've since getting kind of back into Yu-Gi-Oh in the last year or so it's like learning all about like hand traps and stuff it's like okay I, I'm not that advanced yet to know hey this card allows me to negate all of your other stuff so. yeah that yeah I could tell a lot because I feel like when we posted our video for the best archetypes I feel like my I were more like oh okay like that there could be some uses to the it's, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of people were also just like, yeah, but what about, like, Mystic Moon, Mystic Mine, or whatever? I'm like, even I know that's, even I know nobody likes Mystic Moon. Shut up, please. Yeah, I've heard that, based on a lot of um, players that go to, like, tournaments and stuff, it's like, all you hear about now is, well, there's, you have to have, like, all these negates, you can't play any cards that you like. I mean, that was the whole, at least the, when we were growing up, it was like, oh, I play with the cards I like and stuff. And then it's like, now it's like, no, you don't. <laughs> I mean, I still do that. It's just, I do like using certain types of de decks, but <laughs> but I never go, oh, well, I'm going to get the best cards. I'm like, I can counter stuff, but ultimately I still want to use the cards I want to use. Yeah, now I'm talking more about the people who, like from my understanding in tournaments, there's like three decks that mo like the people who are going to be in the finals or semifinals all have that same deck or same two decks. Yeah, yeah. But you, but the thing is, I had actually planned out a field spell that that you finally reminded me of. I finally was able to figure out the kinks of it. Okay. Draco Bandit Forest Hideout. Okay. When it's activated, it actually helps both players at first because as both players can special summon a level four monster from the graveyard. Okay. Hey, but instead of destroying the monster, the the bandits at the end during battle, you can put them in the spell and trap card zone, similar to the crystal beasts. Okay. Just, just I'll get I'll get into why that makes sense in a little bit. Hey, but uh, uh, but other than that. Any monsters not called Draco Bandits get lose six hundred attack when they're attacking. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, I can kind only of only while it. they're attacking. After that, it goes back to normal. So if they're getting attacked, uh, they still keep their regular attack. It's yeah. if they're doing the attack. Okay, like hypothetically, if your monster started attacking, it would they would lose six hundred points. But if they were still on the field afterwards, they would just go back. It would go back to normal. Okay. Yeah, like I I'm trying to make it somewhat fair. I understand. So, and then, so do you have any uh, trap cards? Because I think you just did your magic cards. Yeah, I have not a lot, but I have a good amount. Okay, I have three trap cards that I created. So, okay, hey, one of my aim was Bandit's Fire. One, okay. I target one monster. I'm not going to keep saying Draco Bandit. <laughs> I'm just going to say monster. You know what I mean at this point. Mm -hmm. I target one of the monsters I control, and, and it destroys a card on my opponent's field, and they lose 500 points. The only downside is my monster can't attack that turn. Okay. There's Risky Smuggle, which is I reveal a, a monster in my hand, and, and I have to pick a random card from my opponent's hand. If it's a spell or trap card, I add it to my hand. If it's not, my monster goes to the graveyard. Interesting. And then there's just Comrade Salvage, where I take three of the monsters in my graveyard and add them to my deck and draw two. Okay. Those are the main ones I have. There are others, but I want to hear yours. 
All right. So, uh, as I said, I created uh, three trap cards for this. Um, the first one is uh, Tactics of the Pack. Uh, this allows me to use uh, multiple monsters to attack one of your monsters uh, using the total attack of all my monsters to destroy it. So, say you have your, say someone summons uh, Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon. So it's uh, 4,500. I don't have a specific single card that could technically destroy that in battle, but see, I ha um, still managed to have five of uh, my monsters out on the field. I can use this card and have them all attack, and as long as their total attack is higher than Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon, they can destroy it, but I they, that's all of their attack for that turn. Okay. <laughs> so I, I know, it's Kind of the whole um uh god the when they turned the dragons into knights and attacked the leviathan but since there's no monster with infinite attack and there's this there's no way that this leads to infinite attack this leads to however i can have it up to like if i have five monsters on the field i can have the total of those five monsters attack to attack okay. one monster you might have to add a clause in there of like no damage gets done or something i don't know okay i okay i could see that um so the next one is uh ambush of the pack when an opponent declares an attack on a member of the pack monster i can change the target to another member of the pack um or sorry this was a different card um i can select another member of the pack monster on the field its attack and defense becomes zero for the turn and it's all of it its attack and defense get added to the monster being targeted. That's what this card does. And this effect lasts till the end of the turn, in which case, should the monster with zero still be alive, it gets its attack and defense back, and the other monster goes back to normal. Okay. And then the final one is uh, Howl of the Pack. Um, so when an opponent destroys a member of the pack, this monster uh, for... Uh, till the end of this turn, all of the opponent's face-up monsters' attack and defense is halved. Just for this turn. It's, uh, and again, it requires you to have already destroyed one of my monsters uh, to do it. So it pretty much prevents you from attacking again probably this turn. Okay, that's, that's a lot. As I said, it's one turn, and then uh, when... You end your turn, it goes back when it's my turn. So it's not that much, actually. Yeah, okay. Hey, now I, I guess we have to talk about ace cards at this point, or just stronger cards. Yeah, I have one that I saved that was actually my one of my weaker monsters, but I mentioned it actually in one of my the effects of one of my other cards. So go for it. So it's a uh, cub of the pack. It's a one-star effect monster. Uh, when it's destroyed by battle, it uh, it's similar to the kind of the um, white stone of legend and stuff like that. Um, it you banish this uh, card and special summon uh, one member of the pack other than Cub. So it's just kind of a one more way of special summoning. Again, one star, three hundred attack, one hundred defense. So it's kind of the base monster. Okay. Okay. So 
Now I think we're ready for Ace Monsters. Sure. Okay, so I kind of created four stronger monsters. Um, one is... Um, so I know you said there would be no uh, Zexel stuff, but I actually... Two of my monsters ended up being Xyz monsters. I feel like I also just said go for it. Like when we were off the air, I was just like, eh, I don't really care. But I don't have any Xyz summoning for me. I just viewed that to me, Fusion Summon didn't quite make sense. Um, I always viewed uh, Synchro Summoning as kind of almost techie looking in style. I know there are some monsters that aren't that way with. Uh, that but it just to me that's the way I always viewed that one I didn't really understand pendulum summoning so I didn't want to do that so that's kind of why I picked Xyz so I have the alpha male and the alpha female of the pack um, each one costs a uh, two four star monsters that's why most of my monsters or my base monsters are four star um, both have 2500 attack 2000 defense um, they both do have pretty strong special abilities. Um, the alpha male can, uh, by detaching one of the material monsters, uh, it can negate the effect of a, a monster. Um, if this effect is successful, I, I destroy the monster that whose effect was activated, but I can only use this once per turn, and because it takes two, you can only use it twice. The female does the same thing, but with spells. So it can negate it, or spells and traps. It can negate the activation of a spell or trap by detaching a material monster or from it and then uh, destroy the trap or spell. And then it, uh, I can only use it once per turn and twice because there's only two material going into summoning the monster. Yeah, well, there are ways of getting around that. Like you can reattach them with spell and trap guards and that sort of thing. But yeah, basically. Yeah, it was my way of limiting it so that it kind of made sense. Yeah. Okay, I can see that, though. That's good. That's good. All right. Um, so I have another one that is... It's kind of overpowered. I'm trying to figure out if there's a good way of balancing it. So I have it, a lunar member of the pack. Its attack and defense is uh, regulated based on the um, lunar cycle cards that I created earlier for spell and trap um if there's if you play this monster without any of the lunar cycle cards its attack is zero and defense is zero if uh it's new moon is in effect it gets a thousand and each time it gets a thousand up so if you have full moon its attack and defense is three thousand uh, i have it as a six star effect monster with that being its effect because it has the issue that until you get to half moon, it's not necessarily that strong, but it can be uh, just, but it can be pretty strong. So I didn't want it to be just a regular summon. Yeah, I get that. And then the ace of the deck um, is Lone Wolf End of the Pack. It's a uh, seven star monster with uh, 2,800 attack, 2,200 defense. Uh, when it is summoned, it banishes all member of the pack uh, monsters from uh, my hand, field, and graveyard. And uh, for each one with a different uh, name of the of the pack, 
this card gains 200 additional attack. Um, it does have the effect that when it is destroyed, it is banished, and I can special summon a banished member of the pack monsters with different names. So, But I can only summon one with each of the different names, so up to the five monsters to fill my field. Okay. And that's the big ace of this deck is that one. It loses all the others, but it gains a lot of strength. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. that it it definitely sounds like your cards, like mine, work well off of each other, kind of that's, like a real pack would. That's kind of the focus I went with with this deck was I thought it would be a good idea because I don't really know of like a deck that went based off of a wolf pack. So that's kind of where I got my mindset. I don't know why. Yeah, but I guess we should get into mine. Go right ahead. Okay, these aren't. These aren't necessarily... Okay, yeah, this one is a fusion monster, but I went based on, since they basically live... They basically have a giant treehouse that turns into a robot, so I went with Draco Bandit treehouse, can, treehouse cannon form. Okay. It's basically similar to Power Rangers SBD in the sense of, instead of just having regular swords, which they did technically have, have their whole base transformed. So I guess anybody not prepared, just your SOL, I guess. But Get caught can- in the joint. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. But Cannon Form is basically just known for shooting mo- for basically shooting monsters and dealing damage. That's basically what it's known for. While I have a trap card called Form Change, which lets me summon Shield Form. Which is basically, it's basically like the Technodrome from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But it's more known for, for if it keeps getting attacked, if you want to save it, you have to send more and more bandits to the graveyard. But in exchange for that, its defense is very high. Okay. And I wanted to get your take on this because you know more about this stuff than I do, but I went with an aircraft. Okay. Hey, honestly, I figured for the aircraft, it would be a case uh, of you have to sacrifice monsters, but in exchange for that, it gains the effect of that monster till the end of the turn. Because there are some cards out there that have that, like basically saying, like basically I think of it, I guess, in a kayfabe sense of, okay, you take the wheel and you do your thing. Like, I don't know basically how to describe it. Like they invest, inject their power into it, despite the fact that they're just regular dragons at this point. I can see that. Um, it's kind of like, um, because the uh, one of them is taken over as the pilot of the uh, plane form, it's taken its ability with it, but then I guess uh, it, he doesn't make it back or something is kind of the idea. I thought, I just added that because I'm like, I don't want this to get too ridiculous. This, but I look, that's why I guess that's why I have cards that bring them back at some point that would bring them back at some point and, and that's why and that's a thing I said it because you use the cards in your spell and trap card zone that's what the field spell is there for okay yeah I can kind of understand that yeah the field so yeah because it was uh what uh forest hideout uh it was yes very good you're actually listening. Hey, and lastly, this 
I had, could have come up with a lot of other fusion monsters, but I could, but I was struggling at this point because oddly enough, monsters were the hardest thing for me to come up with. Spell and trap cards were relatively easy. Okay. Did you know that a pack of dragons at times can be called a brood? Um, I mean that that kind of makes sense. I did. I don't know if I knew that right off the top of my head, but the, it sounds familiar. Yeah, but I came up with Draco Bandit Brood Thunder. Okay. It gains power for everyone, everyone that's on the field, and I can return it to my and I can return it to my deck to who return two card, two monsters to my hand, and but when it destroys a monster, it removes them from play. The only downside is is and it's it's a pretty big downside. One, I have to fuse three. I have to fuse three of them together, and the other is. Is if it's destroyed, what what's it called? Called if it's destroyed while in attack position, I take damage equal to the attack of. I take damage equal to its attack. It's a okay. very risky card. Okay. And as for, and people are like, oh, so you have a way of stopping that? I'm just like, I mean, I can change its position thanks to other cards, but other than that, like, no, it's it it it, it it's a pretty it's a pretty hefty thing. All right. Yeah, I mean, it seems yeah, they have it has a good uh, weakness. I guess I I really didn't think about putting any weaknesses on my uh, lone wolf card, unfortunately. So I tried because I knew there was going to be some dunderhead being like, "Oh, your cards are too OP." I'm like, "Are you? Sh have you seen Dark Magician cards? I think we're doing okay." Yeah, I mean, I'm currently running a blue eyes deck that, while it doesn't have like very many hand traps or whatever they're called. Uh, I can get out like blue I can get out of like blue eyes on my first turn. Good lord. So yeah. It, is this in dual links? Yeah. Oh, I have oh, I might be able to stop that. It's quite possible. I know I've lost quite a few battles still with it, but I've it's my closest to competitive deck I've ever made, probably. Yeah. But over okay, we didn't really talk about this beforehand, but we seem to do this with every other video in this situation. Since neither of us know Zexel all that well, well, I feel like I know it a little more than you do. But what, okay, hypothetically, if we took out or even just ignored the rules of summoning ink for your cards, do you think GX would be a good place for these decks? Possibly. I, I mean, I could like adjust. Um... Alpha and Omega, it, they could be like seven. Uh, so it could be like I have three seven star monsters, um, and then I have to discard a card from my hand, uh, in order to activate their effect, and it's once per turn. But it does seem like that could be overpowered because it's like okay, once per turn, I can prevent you from doing a, uh, like any sort of thing with your monsters' effects or and anything from one of your spells and traps, and end up destroying that card. So. That's, as again, why I kind of limited it to uh, XCs, so that it's like, okay, I, if it detaches material, I didn't create any cards to add material back to the monster, so I could kind of see it, but it would, as again, I might, I might probably have to adjust what they would be. Yeah, yeah my, I guess my point being, I feel like the, let me put it to you this way, since GX is big on dual spirits and everything, I feel like we'd be perfect, This both <laughs> these decks would be perfect for GX. Well, kind of speaking of that, because one of my dual spirits was the Aloof Lupine, 
So I kind of put that as like the extra card I would have at um it's an actual card um with 1700 attack and 300 defense. Uh when it's normal summoned, I can banish one card from my hand. Uh banish one card from your deck and uh with the same type of as that monster if this card is destroyed by battle or if this card um if this card in its owner's possession is destroyed by an opponent card effect, you can target one of your banished monsters and add it to your hand. So it kind of fits the whole thing because, especially because I already banish cards, I could uh, use it to re bring back some of my of the pack monsters. So it kind of fit, and I kind of viewed it as a good card to be my dual spirit previously. And I just figure my Arc Brave Dragon would work with it. But it's while it's very serious, calm, and still peaceful, well, I feel like these bandits are just out for blood. But not in a vicious, scary way, more just in a goofy, lighthearted, yet still somewhat scary way. I can understand that. So I could I could see it as as I said, I would adjust those cards and change probably what they do slightly so that they're a little less strong, but I think that would be able to be in GX if need be. Yeah, and sadly, I do get the feeling we'd be stuck in Slifer Red at first, but I would try to move up. I mean, uh, yeah, kind of take a Cyrus's approach where you actually earn your way to being a Obelisk Blue. Yeah, I thought about saying, oh, well, maybe I'd chill in Slifer, but then they're like, but then I remember Jane saying one episode, it's just like, oh, roaches, we're used to that in the Slifer dorm, or man, raw yellow might be cool well, with their clean sheets and everything. I'm just like, what is going on in this Slifer dorm? Why would anybody want to live here? Well, I mean, they did kill off their, um, like, one adult that was watching that dorm uh, and probably doing everything in, like, the first season, so. I think Miss Dorothy is cooking for them, but I, re I really couldn't tell you at this point. I mean, other than that, I mean, does she stick around to do, like, everything else that you would expect, like, the adult in charge of a dorm I, would do? Probably not. But the thing is, in college, we cleaned our sheets and everything. So, if anything, it just sounds like nobody in Slifer is cleaning their sheets. It That might just be on them. It could be, but they're also, like, supposed to be, like, uh, young teenagers, so... I get, I get. I'll, I'll, that academy should be getting shut down um, with all the with all the stuff that happens on it. I don't know why. I have no idea why, but I feel like this is. I feel like you and Hassleberry would have a rivalry going with these. I could kind of see that. Um, him and his uh, dinos versus me and my uh, wolf pack. Yeah, and the whole time I'm he he's using all of his military lingo, and you're just kind of like. Sure. I mean, I did ROTC too, but you're you're kind of freaking me out. Like, yeah, yeah, we yeah did that already. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> He's just, it's just he, I I don't know. I just get the feeling. I just get the feeling that you would be stuck with him a lot. But Hasselberry's a nice guy, so it's okay. So I'm okay with it. I feel like you'd be okay with that. I think so too. Um, yeah, I I have a feeling you'd still hang around with Chaz the entire time. He. He'd be, he would just kind of be in, not necessarily indifferent. It's one of those like almost Sundari-ish, which I know you don't necessarily like, but it's like he's pretending not to like you, but he wants your company all the time. It's just like, how do you deal with all these spirits? I'm just like, I don't know. They seem pretty cool. They seem pretty cool to me. He, how many of them talk to you? All of them. All Yeah, all of them. 
it doesn't help that I'm sleeping, but is it worth it? And I'm just like, yeah, sure. They're watching me, aren't they? Yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> Sadly, though, I do get the feeling I'd be stuck with Blair and Bastion a lot. I love them both, but they're both kind of freaking <laughs> me out sometimes. I can see that. I can see you go... You'd be the one trying to comfort uh, Bastion when he has his mental breakdown when he's part of the Society of Light. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, uh, and I would just be the guy who's like, hey, man, um, if you're going through something, I'm willing to listen. And, and <laughs> I mean, I we don't get the screen time. We don't get enough screen time to know for sure, but, like, I'll I'll listen. And and then Blair's like, me too. By the way, guys, try my food, because she cooked for people in season three. I'm like, I'm really not hungry. She's like, you're eating this. I'm like, Yes. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Uh, uh, what is this? I don't know, but it tastes like chicken. You you don't know, but yeah, <laughs> the less questions, the better. Yeah, when you ask questions, it just leads to answers you don't want. I, I don't know. I feel like I could pull, because I've said before that I feel like I would be, I'm probably the better duelist between the two of us. But I would find a way to pull you up to at least raw yellow. I can understand that. I'm still trying to think. I mean, because your one complaint about my deck was, I think, my uh, tactics of the pack, where it's the one where I attack oh, using my monster's combined attack to destroy one monster. Sure. Yeah. And then Howl of the pack, which was the one that has uh, the opponent's attack and defense for that turn for the rest of that turn after they destroy a monster so i'm just trying to think if there's any way to balance those cards a bit more i mean in a sense as long as you have a lot of monster it's because based on what you told me a lot of your cards have lower attacks so it might be okay you, the only downside is you just have to have a lot of monsters it doesn't work with just two of them so in a way it kind of works it kind of balances out part of being a Yu-Gi-Oh fan is just calling out something you can't completely stop and saying it's unfair I think with my um, let me see, uh, tactic, uh, tactics of the pack, the one that uh, allows me to target with all of my monsters, it uses it so. The way I'll balance this card a bit more, um, it can only be used to target a month, uh, an opponent's monster with, let's say, two thousand five hundred or higher attack, and it uses all of my monsters currently on the field. So I, so I, once I use this card, I can't attack again that turn. So. I, uh, I think that balances that one out a bit more. It kind of reminds me of Union cards, because it would be a case of, oh, you can combine attack points with this card, but it's the only monster that can attack this turn, and you can't do any damage. It just helps you get rid of a really annoying monster. Yeah, I, I think that works. And then with the um, other one, I really do because it only lasts till the end of the turn, it pretty much just makes the opponent end their turn. Uh, I think the other one is fine, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Like I said, part of it was just me messing with you, but at the <laughs> same time, part of me is also thinking, if we ever make these cards, there are going to be people who are like, yeah, you're you're going to have to fix that. Well, I mean, yeah, as I said, I, with the wording being that it has the attack upon, when the opponent destroys a monster, it has the attack of the opponent of all face-up opponents' monsters until the end of the turn. So, again, it's just 
it's just a way of okay i lost a monster now i can prevent you from pretty much attacking me again this turn yeah and you mentioned xz summoning and i thought about doing synchro but i have another idea for another deck when if we ever eventually do this who knows maybe this video flops oh yeah i i've got an idea sorry go ahead yeah i too have another idea i'm working kind of on it but it's it's only at the beginning stages, so it would take me a little while to get this one done. Same here. Here. Then again, knowing some of our Yu-Gi-Oh! content, some of our Yu-Gi-Oh! content blows up, and I don't know how to feel about it. I appreciate it, but at the same time, I'm just like, what the, What do we do now? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is that, I didn't write it down. I know I had, like, I created, like, three cards while I was getting ready for bed last night, and I, because of that, I didn't write them down yeah. for another deck, so... Yeah, but I also remember you. I said that my eight dragons were attacked by Archfiend cards, but one of your dual spirits I remember was Summoned Skull. So I get the feeling <laughs> our decks would not get along at first. The spirits wouldn't. Well, I mean, if my dual spirit in this case, if I was using this deck, is aloof lupine, it would be like it is aloof. I mean, it's literally there in the name. Yeah, basically. Basically, but I get the feeling at some point, and I don't know why, I keep saying GX. We, we, I realized we could have started with, oh, the original series, but no, we're just stuck on GX at this point. I get the feeling for just a one-time thing, I'm just like, yeah, uh, by the way, Richard, I for this tag duel against this villain, there is one thing we could do. What? I, activ I activate polymerization, and I'm going to fuse my bandit with Richard's of the pa pack, and you're just like, there's a card that like that that exists? I'm just like, yeah, huh. We're never going to use it again, are we? Nah. It's never going to be released in the real world, is it? <laughs> and now I summon, but yeah, basically, that, hap <laughs> that happens a lot, and it makes me sad. Like Wolf Dragon or something. Yeah, it would, it would be something cool. cool. <laughs> I came up with a couple of different designs, but that's a, that, gets fin that gets finicky at that point. Yeah, and I'm no artist, so I'm not even going to attempt. I mean, mine pretty much would look like normal wolves almost. Oh, God, that's going to make the thumbnail for this video very tricky, but I think I can find somebody. <laughs> but anyway, Ace, you're stuck with Hassleberry. I'm stuck with Chaz, Blair, and Bastion. This is not going This is not going to be a fun time. No, but I think you'll have fun with Chaz. I think you'll get along, even though he, I, I did say he's sudory towards you. I could see it. As for Blair and Bastion, she... She's just like, yeah, but you're part of our group. Oh, our group, like our friend group. Like, well, no, you're gonna help me. You're gonna help me talk to Jaden. Um, that doesn't sound fun in the slightest. But it's GX. I'm not. I'm probably not gonna get a whole lot to do regardless. So, I'm in. Woo! Background characters. Yay. Goody. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I like our archetypes. That's the name of them. Yep. Uh, this felt like a much shorter video because we had a lot of ideas, but at the same time, we're also just like, huh, how is this going to work? How do I go about explaining this? But ultimately, I like this idea. I like the idea of creating Yu-Gi-Oh cards, whether they make sense or not. Yeah, I mean, it's actually, a, this was a lot more fun than I thought it would be. When you first said it, I was like, okay, I can do this, I, but I'll probably get one and then I'll be done. And I sat down that first night and I had, I think, half these cards already created based on uh, what I wanted already, so... No, no, same here. Here, I especially just... I don't know, but my next one can't be dragons. I mean, there might be one, but th that's another point for another day. Yeah, I've... As I said, I want to 
work on actually I think I just remembered my idea I'm gonna write it down so I remember it okay go and for it this will probably be a while before we do this video again though oh definitely because I don't have complete faith in this video but I'm like yeah who knows maybe we'll surprise them um, our fans know at this point not to expect much that our fans know that they have to do the heavy lifting sometimes yeah, so go watch all of our old videos. <laughs> Please do. Please do. But anyways, is that everything? Are we ready to close out already? I believe so. Alright, so ladies, gentlemen, and others, between the two of our archetypes, which one do you like more? What changes would you make? Do you have your own archetypes that you've been wanting? And if not, then just comment something about Yu-Gi-Oh! that you really like, because I, I can understand this video was kind of a weird one. Yeah, I mean, if you want to come up with kind of a similar idea and post it in the comments, I think that would be awesome to see, be able to read other people's ideas for cards that need to be created. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I, I guess the thing for me is you don't have to create archetypes based on anything. You could just, like, I gave mine a backstory. You could just be like, oh, well, I want this based on psychic monsters or wyvern monsters, that, that sort of thing. Yeah, as I said, I mean... It's surprisingly how much fun this is at creating cards, so I, th I highly recommend anyone give it a shot. Yeah, I would too. Ooh. But hopefully we can do more Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. I'm gonna be honest, when it comes to creating our own powers, backstories with all these videos and stories we've done lately, I'm kind of starting to get tapped out from a creative perspective, so I maybe, we can, maybe we can do a list or something, but it was cool to do something new. Yeah, I... I think we'll do a list next time, or we may have a discussion coming up. I don't know which would be better. I don't know at this point, and frankly, I don't know at this point. But be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share with your friends and everything. And we will see you next time. This has been Alex. And Richard. And you have been listening to Anime Egotists. Good night, and peace easy.